You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. I gotta stop drinking coffee. I've had heartburn all day after my coffee this morning. <laughs> this has not been great. Uh, episode. But you just ordered four pounds of it for free. Well, it's free. <laughs> I like coffee. I just, I don't, I gotta figure it out because like I just had coffee and water this morning and, uh, ended up with heartburn about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Heartburn started, didn't end for the rest of the day thanks to the coffee this morning. So episode 291 of the new Utah podcast where we talk about Chris's heartburn from coffee. Speaking of my little intro, he flicks it and kicks the crap out of anyone. For those of you who don't know, that's Letterkenny. And the new season comes out in a few weeks. That's Jeremy's description of Letterkenny, to be fair. They don't say flicks it and then walks over and kicks the crap out of him. That's just how Jeremy that, described yeah, a scene. Of the main character, Wayne. He's awesome. He's the toughest guy. Who's not been beaten in a fight. That's well, not true. Fairly. He's, he got, no, he's no longer the toughest guy, though. He lost to that other guy at the end of the last season, didn't he? No. Oh, I thought he. I thought the other guy beat him up, and he lost fair and square. No, oh. the MMA guy like sucker punched him, but that's in season like the end of season one, first part of no, season no, no, two. No, no, there's there's a different one. But I'm gonna have to go back and watch the whole. Series. No, because it's funny because it's the it. French dude because they're they're all sitting at the table. Oh, uh, yeah, it's dude from Montreal, and the big French dude comes in and, he's all, and they get off on this whole conversation and get him sidetracked, and then they beat him up. But then as when he walks out into the parking lot, his French girlfriend shows up. And that's where the that that's where it ends. That's right. I don't know. It's anyway, fucking doesn't matter. It's not about Utah. It's a stupid Canadian <laughs> show. It's fucking hilarious though. Letter Kenny on Hulu. I, Go watch it. I did see a preview though with what is it? Anita Dick and the, the guy. Oh God, the dicks. The dicks. Noah Amish. Dick. Noah Dick. <laughs> the Amish couple. Hi, Noah Dick. <laughs> Anita Dick and Noah Dick. And in the in the preview for the new season, he's like. Let us take our man sausages and let me put mine in your mouth until it touches the back of your throat. Oh, <laughs> and, and the big guy's like, I don't care how gross that sounds. Lead me to the sausage. <laughs> so I was watching, I watched a little TikTok today and there was a lady and she went to Dick's Sporting Goods and she was buying her mom golf balls and she said something like, um, I hope you're... I hope these balls are true and find their, like, it wasn't anything gross. It was just kind of, and Dix wouldn't let her, I said, you need to, you need to clean it up or whatever. She's like, Dix, Dix sporting goods will not let me use the word balls in my gift message. Dix. And she just like said it a couple more times. Dix. Uh, I've seen the videos of like Staples has Staples, and then like oh, the yeah. lady drives to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> then there's the one where the guy he's like running up to BJ's. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that restaurant. <laughs> BJ's is that restaurant in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Staples sells Staples, and he's in front of the BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, it's the happiest time of year. It's Christmas time. Um, this is the. Is that really the happiest time of year? No, not for me. I think there's a lot I of think people. It's the who most are wonderful time of the year, is what they call it. Uh, it's the most. Yeah, wonderful. wonderful Doesn't say anything about happiness. It's not wonderful either. It's wonderful. Fucking not at all. Have you been outside and like driven in the last two weeks, or gone to a? Uh, Have you tasted the air store of any ilk? So 
part of my daily routine or nearly every day routine is going to the post office because I have my P.O. box there. All my work stuff goes there. This time of year, good Lord, I have to circle the post office waiting for someone to leave. Like every, And then you walk in, and luckily I don't have to ever have to stand in line because I have my P.O. box, so I go to the other side. But you walk in there, and the line like wraps around and out the door, and it's like, do you people like not realize when they Christmas wait, is yeah, every wait. year? It's the same time, same day. We've been done with our Christmas since the 11th because we, wanted, cause we heard that UPS said... We can really only guarantee ground shipping if you do before the 15th. And we wanted to get Cassidy her presents. We haven't had any trouble, but it just made us get Christmas. So we've been done with Christmas for a while. So let me tell you, I think everyone mostly buys online shit. And last year that was mega true. Yeah. This year's different. I think there's still a lot of online purchasing, but I think everyone just wanted to be out of their fucking house. That's true. And the amount of traffic on a Saturday at 9 a.m. is insane, and they're all fucking terrible drivers. Every one of them. Is that I, why it took me so long to get to work the Oh, other day? my God. It has been hor- There's not been a break in the stupid driver level. There's so many of them, and they're so stupid. Like, I had to stop by on my way to get Phoebe. I had to stop by and grab something from a store, and there were fucking people, like, half in the, like, main... You know how in front... You can go in front of stores, you, there's a driving lane, there's all the fucking rows to go park down. They're all parked. Some aisles. fucking piece of shit decided to be half in the fucking lane where everyone can get through, and half in the lane to drive... To wait for someone they saw walking towards their fucking car so they could take their spot... Just fucking blocking traffic and waiting. Like, the people were, like, right in front of their car. They hadn't even gotten close to their car, just fucking sitting there. So my horn started honking. (laughs) My horn did not stop honking until that motherfucker got out of the way. You do not need to wait for someone. Walk your fat, lazy fucking ass to the store. <laughs> I promise you, if you drive down that fucking row, there's parking like spots at the end of it. Down. There's tons. And it, t- okay. So when I was walking out of the store, here's another thing that pisses me off, right? We talked about shopping cart theory a while back. Yep. Go fucking look for it in our, our blog. You'll find the episode. I go back. I'm going back to my car. I had the couple things that I needed, the last minute things I needed. I'm going back to my car, and there's a fucking guy, and I see him take the shopping cart, walk across the aisle, and fucking put it on a park strip across the aisle from his fucking car. It was a longer distance than walking the one car width (laughs) from his fucking car to put it in a corral. That piece of shit. Could have just and fucking it was probably walk. harder to it drag was, it up onto the park strip. <laughs> okay, right. we we had to go to we went to Sam's the other day because we needed to get dog food and stuff, and now Sam's carries Phoebe's food, and it's like way cheaper, so we go there. Um, but we go and I'm pulling in, and I so we're oh, one no. parking spot from the end. Oh, we're le- we're leaving, and the guy on yes, the end. Yes, we're one parking spot from the end, and we're two parking spots away from the corral. So we load the, the car with the stuff and Bree's taking the cart away and I go to walk down the aisle and I watch her walk like up between the two cars to get in the car and you can see this guy was clearly going to just shove his cart into the embankment in front of my car, the big fucking snow pile, instead of walking his lazy fucking ass three 20 car, feet. Three car. Literally spots. 20 feet away to put it in the car corral. He saw me and I could see the look on his face like shit from fuck I've been caught in my dickheadedness <laughs> and I need to fucking change what I'm doing. Sorry, I'm really animated and sweary right now. But then he, so he, he like uncomfortably like unlodges, dislodges the cart from the thing. <laughs> Well, you just and like, scared him down. Yeah, and I just fucking sat there and watched him. 
And then I moved behind my car, and he walked past me and put the cart up, and I got in the car, and I'm like, that motherfucker was just going to set the cart there and I'm like, wait, what? Make it someone else's problem. And the worst part is people leave them out, and then the wind goes, and it hits people's cars. Yes. And then so, so. That's how, so our, our previous van, we'd had it a month, maybe, and we're all coming out of of the of Walmart, and it happened to be a windy day, and we could see the cart heading for our van. And you couldn't get it. And I'm running, and it's like the slow motion. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that time. Wham! That was yep. the biggest stress spot for ever. Big dent, and we're all. I mean, yeah, it's like it's windy here, and those carts are going everywhere all the time. And all it takes. And even if it's not, think about the poor people that have to go out there and get those carts anyway. They literally have to have people just to corral all the. Carts. What I love is when, they'll, job for when it. it's busy and they'll put it in the empty stall right next to them and then leave. So now somebody else has to get out of their car to move that cart to be able to park. Nope. I, I, it, yeah, we've or they, actually, I don't get it. Or they put them discussion. at the front of, of, of a, of a parking spot and then it does move. It doesn't like go slamming anything, but it moves just enough. And then other people don't want to move it. So they park in front of it and then their car ends up like, ass hanging out into the lane because they don't want to move the cart. Yep. Uh, so, so the cart just takes half the stall. People's ability to be lazy just seems to never... It's not that hard just, to not be a jerk. No. So I, I do have a couple of cool like Christmas things to talk about. The first is, so we do our... We, we do a gift exchange on the podcast the last... The, the week of Christmas, whatever that falls on. We get food oftentimes, or I make food if I'm not incredibly fucking busy like this year. Uh, and we exchange gifts. And so Julia's new to the podcast and she's like, well, I don't even know what to get you guys like I don't like what do you she goes what do you guys want and Jeremy to which Jeremy corrected her and said well it's not about what they want it's about what you think is a good gift for them don't really worry too much about it like I said buy something make something bake a cake make cookies it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's right? more the like, thought that counts yeah, kind yeah, of it's, it's not like you know my kids ask what I want for Christmas and like they basically just get whatever I say to me it's nicer when they like figure it out and just get something but like but it's really hard for them because yeah they don't live here and so they don't like know what he needs or they don't hear him talking about what he needs so anyway so jokingly i also said to julia well why don't you just get me like a pink dildo or you could just do like a like a a shrinky dink dildo or you could just do like a pink shrinky dink dildo so she made him a pink (laughs) so i I now have a keychain that is a uh pink shrinky dink dildo i'm gonna take a picture of it it's all it's also got it's also got balls on it um it is like it, it's it, proper. It, it's a dildo, man. It's, it's proper. One hundred percent a pink dildo that she made out of shrinky dinks in my kitchen. I have a shrinky dink family. She made yeah. it in my kitchen. Yeah, your wife. I don't think that was. <laughs> Mom gave me some looks. Yeah, she's like, "Why are you making a dildo?" And, she didn't uh, say anything. She just gave me some looks. You should have just said, "I'm making it for Cookie," and then she would have went, knew. "Oh, she knew." She's like, "I'm not surprised." Yes, yeah. the first one though she made was too small, and when it shrank, it was like confetti. To be fair, we talked about this last week. The book's still on my uh, my desk over there uh, in my office. You guys delivered a book about cum recipes to the fucking white <laughs> elephant. So it's the a shrinky. There can be no upsetness with daughter making a shrinky dink dildo when you guys fucking deliver that shit. The ones that I made before that were funny. They were had hairy balls and they were all rainbows. Wow, no wonder she was questioning why you made so many. <laughs> Are you giving them a six pack of shrinky dink dicks? I don't know. Some were big and some were small and some were oozing. I was just having fun with it. <laughs> 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 on mom's kitchen table. 
but they're all too small, so it, they ended yeah, up being Yeah, they all confetti. came out so tiny. But to be fair, I just want to make sure my pink dildo was on your mom's kitchen table. Absolutely. It was on the couch it right was, next to mom watching a movie. And, and it was created in your mom's oven? Yes, in my mom's toaster. <laughs> oh, man. I'm bringing this over next time I come over. <laughs> yes, I made all of them right next to my mom while she watched Christmas and movies. And Bree got her family. I got my family. My, my wedding, wedding family. Derpy yeah. the, the Hawaii dressed wedding family. Yep. Yeah. yep. And I got a big te- Texas, what is it? Big, 10-4. Big Texas 10-4, which is also from Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, that was the first thing. Uh, and then, so every quarter, so my team meets, we meet once a month. The team's mostly remote now at work. Uh, and I have them get together once a month for human interaction for some of them, but also just to, to have some bonding. For the health of the team, for the health of people who maybe aren't getting out enough. And we did, we, we've done this since I took over, like even before COVID. And part of it is there's a lot of team building. We do, Sometimes we do fun activities like, you know, last month I actually took them to Dave and Buster's and we had some competitions, some specific top competitions on the games. We've had people come in like I had a uh, we had the what the fuck was the guy's name? So we had him on the show. He did improv stuff for companies. Yeah. I, I got it. To, I brought him in to, to my office once to do some improv training with my team. And he did a lot. I gave him. So before we were talking before he came and I gave him some general things I wanted to get out of it. One of them was I wanted my team to understand that you can communicate effectively with fewer words because I have some guys on my team that talk a shit ton. And when I mean a shit ton, they'll spend half an hour explaining something to you that could be Summized in five words, but they spend a half hour doing it and it confuses the fuck out of people that aren't technical. And so I wanted them to get out of that. Like, as an example, you can communicate with fewer words, but you have to, you have to think about what words you use more seriously. And there was some other stuff. But what was telltale is this guy, you know, after doing these activities, one of which was you have to tell each other a story. You can only use three words. You can use seven. And so you had to communicate about something where one person only got to use three words at a time. The other person got to use seven or some other combination. It was really challenging. But at the end, he asks, so what did you guys get out of this like this today? And I shit you not. Bryce Hess. That yeah, that's the guy, Bryce Hess. Really, I Google boxed it. <laughs> super, super stoked on that da- guy. I couldn't recommend him enough for you guys for team building stuff. Uh, and unprompted, all three of the things that I told him I really wanted them to get out of it were brought up by them unprompted. He just asked, "What did you guys get out of this?" And exactly what I wanted to get out of it, they got out of it, which was freaking amazing. Anyway, that's besides the point. So. Once, Basically, he's talk, he's going to start talking about his team. So once a quarter, <laughs> once a quarter, we uh, take that time that we get together and we do service projects. So we've done a coat drive. We've done. Oh yeah, um, Jonathan donated a few coats. Yeah, we, we've we've uh, we've worked at the food bank a couple of times. They really like to do that. But we try to do something in service of the community. And this this year, we didn't want to do another clothing drive. Like, we did Toys for Tots in the summer, uh, which was really cool because they need toys. Or we did not Toys for Tots, Toys for um, Primary Children's. Because in the summertime, they really start to run low and they really need donations. So we did a big toy drive for them in the summer. But uh, this quarter, uh, the team wanted to do a sub for Santa. So it turns out if you don't apply by like September for the various organizations that set up a lot of like the Angel Tree and Sub for Santa stuff, you're too late. 
Like they're all handed out by that point, which is kind of crazy to me. So, you know, then we looked inward. We, we got a nomination from inside of our company, um, for someone that's outside of the company. Incidentally, it wasn't someone internal. Uh, and, you know, we, we contacted the family, um, got an idea of stuff. And my team has really, really pulled through and done uh, an unbelievable job. The entirety of the front of my office in there is full of gifts. Bree, uh, volunteered, um, sort of because I made her, but also <laughs> because she would have anyway to wrap everything. So it all looks really nice. She likes to wrap um, though. Or it at least does. She, it looks very professional, say, very There's uniform. a mom, a dad, four kids, an unborn kid, and they're going to have a fucking amazing Christmas. They there's, probably have more Christmas presents than there's what 93 the family would have anyway. 93 presents in there. And we made sure that all of the kids kind of had a, an even like yeah. kind of, you know, thing because eyes and that kind of thing. Well, cause they're all young. It, the, the oldest is 10 and I think he would get it more, but then they have a six year old or seven year old, a six year old and a five year old. So they're so close in Very age. Much the so and so got this. Yeah. 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 And this I get anymore, that. Yeah. one's bigger. That why yep. is there's blue? Yeah. yeah so, it's so pretty cool. There's no room to walk in your office. It's no. like, it's, yeah. So you can walk in and out. And that's <laughs> it. It's really cool. None of that at any point. So. Bree said we got done shopping. Well, we had to go do a lot more shopping because of this, but, um, you know, it was. We just kind of, we filled in some, some spots. Um, so, but anyway, it's, I've done stuff like where we've donated to like an angel tree that Bree's work was doing or something. I don't know that we've ever, I've ever been in charge of doing something like this. And it just, it feels really feels fucking, personal. Well, and it feels good. It, from my perspective, it feels really good to know one that it's someone that is in some relation to the company, which I think helps everyone else feel even better about who they're donating to. But two, I just, I know, like I grew up in a fucking shitty world in, in a, in a shitty situation where it was poor as dirt. And I mean, Christmas was not, Christmas was never special to me. There was one Christmas that was fucking amazing, but you know, in second grade, Right after Christmas, I got ripped away from my family and everything I knew. Like, I got moved to Wyoming from Texas, and we never talked to our family again, basically. And that's traumatic, and I fucking hated Christmas. But I see where Christmas is special, and being able to make a Christmas super special for uh, some some kids that, that really could use it is, is awesome to me. We've had some kind of some kind of fun Christmassy things happen. So like the sub for Santa or like my daughter's boyfriend, I guess his family hasn't really been super big on Christmas and nothing has been super crazy with him. And this year for our Christmas card, instead of just putting a picture of Cassie, I, I chose a picture with her and her boyfriend in it and, and put that on there. And then we sent that in the package. But I also it's her first year where she really, it's her own place with her boyfriend. It's not a roommate. And so they got a tree and they didn't have a lot of ornaments. So we sent some family ornaments, but I, I went and got her some stocking holders and some stockings. And then I wrapped all of her Santa stuff um, instead of just putting it in there, which is what we usually do. And it's not, it's just little things, but I asked her, like, okay, well, what, what kind of little thing is Doran into? And then my mom always gives us pajamas for Christmas Eve and she didn't do that for Doran. So I asked her what kind of pajamas and stuff he would want. And we sent a package and apparently like it just, he's like, this is already more than Christmas cool. usually is for me. Like he was very touched by it and that made me very like it, it made it 
like I didn't mind doing it to begin with, but it, it definitely made it more meaningful that the time that we spent to, to do all the dumb little, you know, to wrap a, a Pez dispenser. I mean, has anybody ever tried to wrap a Pez dispenser with other <laughs> box? It's not, yes. yeah. But, but to just the time spent to wrap all of those little things, just knowing that he, that he's going to have fun opening those, just those dumb little presents. That's and stuff. awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any fun Christmas stuff yet? Well, so last last weekend, Heather got us tickets to the Utah Symphony. Oh, yeah. I and heard it, you guys went on yeah, Thursday, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was, oh, I'm blanking on her name, Benson. The, the girl that does Ariel, the voice to Ariel, Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was the guest. Uh, so she sang, and she actually had her daughter oh, wow. sing. And it was really cool. Um, and she... Did all, of course all kinds of Christmas songs, but then they did the little Disney medley and played a bunch of Disney songs, and then of course she sang the part of your world. Oh, yep. So it it was a lot of fun. Um, this season it just seems to me like it's gone so fast, and we've done quite a bit with Julia's stuff. We've been to some of the, the fairs, we've done things, but man, it's going Christmas so fast. Market. So that that was kind of a fun little like really Christmassy kind of thing to go see the Utah. And I'm not. I'm not huge into that stuff, but I will admit I really enjoy going to Utah Symphony because they are so amazing. And to sit there to live music, it's just so... Anything's better than watching Maya's middle school orchestra. (laughs) (laughs) So the one cool thing um, is she said this is the first uh, appearance I've been able to have in two years because of COVID. So coming here to Utah... To do the Christmas festival was her first performance since oh, COVID. Oh, that's, awesome. so that's really cool. It, 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 that was kind of fun. So we did that last weekend. So it was kind of a fun way to, to kind of get in the Christmas mood. Are all your kids going to come home and stay for Christmas? Uh, come home, yes, but not stay. So I'll be there. You live right down the street. Christmas Eve, but yeah, where they, where they live so close, I'll just go. Five minutes down the road. Sleep in their own beds and not sleep on the floor. So, but they're going to come Christmas Eve. We're going to do our. Yeah, because, uh, Heather's, Heather's taking over their rooms. They're out, man. Yep. That's, yep, well, the game room, Julia's old room's the game room. Maya's older room. The couch is, you can't even sleep on. It's Hannah's, too small. Is hand, or is her, her craft room. So. They don't really have rooms, so they could sleep on the floor. But where they live so close. We might so, as well just sleep down the street. So Christmas Eve, we'll do our um, gingerbread competition, yeah. making our gingerbread houses. And then uh, Christmas morning, we'll do our, our normal Christmas thing with presents. And, when do you blow up the houses or destroy them? Yeah, we usually destroy After them. After New Year's. Yeah. Oh, so the first week of January, we destroy them in creative ways. Around when you take down your Christmas tree and all that stuff. Wait, if you're a fucking Oh, I take down my Christmas tree the day after Christmas. Yeah, that fucker's oh. down before the I'm next done. starts. It, the so New Year starts with a, a normal house. We've run them over with cars. We've started them on fire. We've shot them with flaming arrows. We've dropped them off of high places. Last year... Or Lush Jonathan and... Used a gone. Yeah, they took the and ARs. An axe and, and a sledgehammer. So. And- <laughs> so I would... I got a suggestion. The fireworks places are open in Evanston. Oh, yeah. M80s are legal in Wyoming. Kaboom. <laughs> you could, I, it's just Stuff a suggestion. The house. It would be you just, just your backyard, kind of away from the chickens. There's plenty of places you can do it. You can't go out into the fields because there's do houses. Do it where you where have the were, big dirt circle. Where pool, pool goes. Would be. Honestly, yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, you could set them up to... To be exploded on New Year's, it could be a hell of a New Year's <laughs> celebration. Fireworks funny. are okay, and no one's going to call the cops on some M80s if it's on New Year's. So somebody record it in slow-mo on their <sighs> phone, everybody else record it in real time. I'm just time. saying, 
I gotta see it. If if you use this idea, you have to let me see it. <laughs> we'll invite you over. Normally, whatever we do, we film it. Yeah. Regardless, because I remember last year's. Regardless of how we destroy it, we typically film it. So I'm that's just saying, it's, it's a, a weird little tradition. And I, it, you're going to fucking Colville anyway. I mean, anyways. better than just throwing them away. We hot glue them. So Evanston is literally like thirty minutes away right, from where you're You don't really want to ever eat a ginger. I do anyway. I love gingerbread. I'm just, yeah, I'm but the, it's, the, the ones they make for houses. Yeah, are I like it anyway because I have the t- the palate of a six year old. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's somehow become a tradition. Probably the last five, six, seven years. I don't know how destroying. Them. I think we started it in middle school. So doing it, but this, the destroying them part, I don't know how that became part of the tradition, but it's part of the tradition. We saw, we watched like, uh, America's Funny videos and someone like blew theirs up or something. We were like, we should do that. Anyway. That's pretty awesome. Ours, most of our traditions revolve around food. That's because I'm a fat kid. Um, so, uh, Julia, you were in a magazine? I was, yep. Was not the bad kind. What kind of magazine's bad? New York Times? Playboy or something? <laughs> the New Yorker? <laughs> I wouldn't call Playboy bad. It's bankrupt. They're not doing Playboys anymore, I don't oh, think. I don't but, know. No. Yeah, so I was in the Voyage Utah magazine this morning. Not um, Voyeur, right? Voyage? Voyage. Okay. Because Voyeur uh, <laughs> might be one of the bad ones your dad's talking about. No. <laughs> that would be, be bad. Gross. <laughs> um, no, they just did a little interview about me and my business, and then they posted it. Um, I don't think they do like. You gotta talk into the mic. They don't do know. like a physical magazine you can go buy at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't a, think. I can thing. order prints if I want to. Which um, you should. By which the way. yeah, I'm gonna order a few prints of it, and then yeah, so it's just on their website. Just look up Voyage Utah magazine, and they have like highlight section. You can find it in there. Well, I'm sure your dad will link it in the yeah. blog. Yeah, I'll link it. Maybe, maybe. Do you have a story, Bree? You said you had a story. <laughs> so today was. We have two Christmas parties every year for my company. Um, one of them is our formal Christmas party where we go somewhere and we have a nice meal. We get uh, end of the year bonuses and it's just to eat and that's it. Um, and then we have a second one where we bring in food and we do a white elephant gift exchange now it's not the white elephant like we do for the sweaters <laughs> it's a normal fucking human it's a it's a like you like they put a limit and you you actually buy a present it's like a kidsy thing so not racist <laughs> so this year i got a present i'm fucking doing a vhs tape of uh, the jesus rap video next year. <laughs> so this year i got a present that i'm like i because i i I don't fight over presents. Like, I don't even do it at our ugly sweater party very often. I, it's just not my nature. But I, so I got a present that I would want. And I got number three, which means I'm pulling kind of first. So I, I went and got it. And I opened it up and people asked what it was and it was a tool and those are big at my, where I work. What kind of tool? It was like a, it's one of those, um, a shitty person. sockets that has the pins in it so you can use it on different oh, things. Yeah. But then it has a bendy, it had a bendy it was a attachment. Dry, a drive socket with a gotcha. bendy attachment. So you could like put it on. Anyway, it was kind of cool. And I'm like, okay, I, I would, I would use this. I would want this. So I had it and a couple other people went and, and, and got stuff. But I, I think it was, gosh, I want to say he was like five or seven or something like that. So fairly near, near the beginning. One of the most Mormon people in our office, uh, another Jeff. So if I say Jeff, it's not the Jeff that I've sometimes talked about. It's a There's different 20 Jeff. Jeffs in yeah. our office. It's a big insurance name. <laughs> but they, but he goes and he, 
he chooses this gift and it's kind of wrapped funny. I think he had been stolen from or something. Maybe he wasn't even that early, but anyway, he picks this gift and it's, it's really nicely wrapped, but it's kind of strangely wrapped too. And so he's opening it and he's fighting with it and he, and he opens it up. And the first thing he pulls out has an Eiffel tower on the top of it. And I didn't really hear what he said. He said something about it being a pick and the, the folks I was sitting next to happened to be non-Mormon ladies. And we looked at each other and we're like, that's a wine bottle stopper. <laughs> now in our, in our, in our agency, there's, there's a mix of non-Mormon and Mormon folks. And so most of us kind of steer away from, uh, alcoholic stuff. Like they'll do Starbucks gift cards and stuff, but you can get other things there. So, but we just kind of have steered away from it. So we're like, Oh, that's a wine stopper. And he's like, Oh, so then the next thing he pulls out, it's, it's can sized and it's wrapped in bubble wrap and he pulls it out and it's polygamy porter. Nice. And then he pulls out, what's the Baptist one or, uh, it's another porter. Anyway, John. there's, uh, no, St. John's. Not, yeah. St. John's. Ba- uh, he pulls that out. Yeah. So it's another port. It's another porter. How, or another, what do you call it? Beer. Lager. It's another lager. Anyway, so there's four beers. And then he pulls out uh, this from the side and there's a bottle of wine from prohibition. Nice. And then the, he pulls out this thing and he goes, Oh, and some racers. And he turns it around and we all look at each other and we're like, uh, th- those are wine glass, um, the markers, the little tag things. I can't think what they're wine, called. Wine glass markers. Yeah, but it's not a marker. It's called, there's a name and I can't think of what it is right now. But anyway, they're the little things that you put on a wine glass so that when you set your wine glass down, you, you know, know that it's yours. You're like, Oh, mine's the yellow one. And it also came with another wine stopper. So this, they're called markers. No, they're <laughs> not. They're jewels or something like that. They're it, called wine glass markers. Okay, whatever. Really? You're going to fucking interrupt my story just to prove yourself right. You're interrupting Stop being your an story. <laughs> so anyway, so he is red. Like his cheeks are red. He's like, am I turning red? We're like, yeah. And he goes back and he sits down and, 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 and I'm like, oh man. Cause now I've gone before him. So I have a gift. I can't take it. And, and I feel really bad. And a couple of people go. And then one of the male coworkers who had seen my, he like comes and looks at it and then he sets it back down. And I whisper, I'm like, Brian, if you take this, I'll go take Jeff's, Jeff's gift. But he decides not to. So he goes around and then one of the other ladies, a little bit further down the table, she goes and takes it from him. And so I'm like, okay, we're all good. Well, Brian gets stolen from again. He comes back to me. He takes my gift. And I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd, I was going to take it when it was Jeff's, but maybe there's somebody else's. And Amy leans over and she's like, I'm never going to drink this. I just felt bad. So I was like, okay, then I'll take it. it was, I thought she took it because she wanted it. So I took it. And because I was the second person to steal, it was totally frozen. So I've got a bottle of wine, four cans of beer, some wine glass markers and some new stoppers. Oh, there you go. And he was able to finally get trade. And I something think he, he ended up use. with like a game for his can, kids or something. You can now put the beer on the shelf in the garage where all the other beer resides, <laughs> but I'll never drink because I just don't drink you much beer bring these them, days. You just got to bring them to the barbecues and while everyone I, else I, drink them. Here's the thing. I just need to remember that anytime I go to your house, I'm supposed to bring a bunch of beer and leave it. After <laughs> and dad one. can give it to the people who come visit. Because that's what dad Because he does. brings it here. And that's what he Jeremy, here. Jeremy brings over well, a six pack and drinks one. Well, because I don't know. It's to me, it's like taking and it's like I, bringing I, food and eating it in front of people. No, 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 no. It's like to me, I don't know. It's it's a social thing. You bring something, but to take it back with you is I've I've just 
It, look, I I don't mind. I just like once a year I go purge the garage of all. And there's the beers like a I one drink. like random. Because there's, I mean, I don't like I don't I fucking hate IPAs. So anytime someone brings over an IPA, the IPAs did... like Brian brought over a six pack of the fuck cancer IPAs that he found. I'm just not, it wasn't that good. And like, there was four of them in my garage. I'm like, I'm never going to drink these. They just ended up getting thrown away. Yeah. Ryan always brings the IPAs. Gosh, but these else. are, these are loggers. It's one of them's the, um, the coffee one that I think you like from Salt Flats. Mm, I don't know. I like coffee cream ale from Eight, 801's his favorite. I can't, yeah. They don't make that though. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think a couple of them were salt flats. Yeah. And the other it were... sounds like you got the best gift of all. Uh, yeah. It, it was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome, but it, it was just so funny. I mean, it couldn't have, it could not have been funnier if it had gone to anybody else. Like he was the perfect person and he really was. He was just turning so it's red like... because he's now he's reading like, it's like Jody, polygamy yeah. porter and stuff, which are all plays on the Mormon stuff. And I mean, his cheeks were so pink and he was in the middle of the room, like opening this. It was freaking it's, hilarious. It's like when Jody opened up the cookbook, that the, the cum cookbook. The, the and as soon as she read it, she like, wouldn't she touch threw it. it on, on the, the ground. She threw it on the ground. <laughs> it was, and we're like, we'll just take it. And then, yeah. So let's do our tarot card. Uh, oh, well, you don't want to talk Jody. about Sean's car? Nope. Oh, we've, already, out of we've already fucking taken 30 minutes up. I figured we could strike that from the record. <laughs> so my gift for our gift exchange from Dad, this is a new card set. It's 99 inspiring ways for soul-searching motherfuckers to be spiritual AF. The instructions, one, pick a fucking card. What? Okay, why? We're reading the instructions. No, no, this is... Okay, first off, there's something wrong with this. Uh... 99 inspirational cards for people to go back. Let me read it. Let me finish reading it. Who fucking needs some inspiration? Then why is it spiritual AF? That's AF the brand. is short for as fuck. Yes. So why not just say as fuck if it's, everything has the word fuck spelled out on <laughs> because it? Because the, the brand, brand. The so brand is spiritual AF. And not they, have it. They sell that's more the products brand. than just that. Spiritual F. Uh, yeah. So you pick a fucking card, place that fucker in the little stand, do... The shit it says, see your life get less shitty, love the fuck out of yourself and others, there, your spiritual AF. We'll see how it goes, because that, that Rebel deck is actually really good, so. I just knew we were running low on the Rebel decks. We still got quite a few in there, Are you fucking but... kidding me, dude? There's there's less than a year's worth, or more than a year's worth of cards there. We ain't running low. <clears throat> we got cards. I think he just wants a, a variety. A variety. All we right. can always do both. We got you like 12,000 dad jokes. I haven't been hearing enough of them, so. I'll bring them. I'll put All them right, right here. The card says, <laughs> maybe you just need to shake your booty. Life throws out very few problems that aren't more easily managed after you've danced it out a bit. Think you're a bad dancer? Stop that shit right now. Just stand up and give your groove thing a jiggle. It's 98.5% scientifically proven to make you take yourself less seriously. I can't do it. You got a boogie. It's a no. it's, it's footloose. Do the footloose Chris, dance. Chris only dances when he's naked. I, I do. Yeah, if you guys want to see me dance, come back in an hour or two. Here, well, we'll do that, and then we'll do one of the rebel cards. What? No, we're not doing two cards. Fine. We can switch every. <laughs> so other. one time I talk a week. <laughs> one one card a week kind of guy is what I am. No, I wanted to do. I, I cut a short and didn't include Sean's thing because I. I do want to do something. Um, I want to talk about Christmas lights around the state. A lot of people, one of their traditions on Christmas Eve is to go see all the Christmas lights. I've seen some cool shit that people do. There's no fucking way I'm that talented or have that much effort. I also want to know, if anybody wants to put it in comments, why you would wait until Christmas Eve to put up your Christmas tree. Okay. 
Continue. Oh, yeah. I don't understand that. Some people do that. It's weird. So, I mean, we, not, not to derail us too much, but my grandma always told the story that growing up, that's what they did is you went and got your Christmas tree Christmas Eve. You put it up Christmas Eve, but you put real candles on them and lit the candles. Yeah. You started house fires and burned your house down. But that was the tradition. And it wasn't, my mom said that she was probably 16, 17 when they actually got their tree like a week before Christmas and started putting up. So, that really doesn't explain why people do it now, but I know for a long time that was the tradition. Well, I, I think some of it is like it's a special Christmas thing to put up the tree and then have everything come the next day. Personally, I think the decorations being out for a month is is great. Um, it gets you in the spirit of wasting your money shopping and driving with all the dipshits on the road, and, <laughs> you know. Um, but I hate that it's fucking canceling out Thanksgiving more and more. And it's fucking bleeding into Halloween, for Christ's sake. Well, it I is- hate that the, the Black Friday sales are... Start thir- start Thanksgiving morning. Not anymore. I, I think that's a lot of places have decided that they that they, that so, was the limit. Yeah. So COVID was a thing, and then this year, a lot of them, like Target, has said we will never open our doors on Thanksgiving again. Uh, I think a lot of retailers, it, in part because one, I don't think it's as been as successful as they 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 are used to because online shopping has taken such a big priority. But also, I think they're starting to recognize like. Hey, in a very competitive employment landscape, we cannot ask our staff to work on Thanksgiving. That's absolutely absurd. So even Walmart wasn't doing Thanksgiving Day stuff. Uh, they did everything. Yeah, I mean, you could after. still go because they're just always open. But they didn't have the staff up to handle. Yeah, something. they didn't have like the pallets that they unwrapped and all that stuff. Uh, also, supply chain has something to do with that this last year. But uh, okay, so there's a couple of lists out there uh, only in your state who we use a lot, um, and KSL does this every year. Uh, they put out um, some guides to some good light displays. KSL puts out. Yep, they do put out. That's for damn sure. Chris puts out. <laughs> I'd say your mom puts out, but Anytime I don't think Anytime you want. Oh, so she probably does. <laughs> KSL, actually, if you go there uh, or just search like 2021 Utah Christmas lights, KSL will pop up. Um, I just am pointing you to this site because they have Christmas light display mapped. Uh, so an interactive like map and you can zoom in to like your neighborhood and see where there's cool displays. So for example, uh, over by the Ochre Park Rec Center, they have that weird fucking drive through thing. Um, there's a, um, uh, some really, so uh, they also have residential displays tagged. So like some that are, uh, a particular like, like where neighborhoods get together. There's like that ferry, yeah. uh, the, the 12 days of Christmas. The one in Taylorsville. That's in Taylorsville. Been there for, like if you buy the house. Buy, like the scone, or we'd walk, go through that and then we'd go to the scone place. Yeah. A long time that, ago. It's now like some other weird food place that is not a scone place anymore. What? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, literally, if you buy a house in that neighborhood, you have to. Yeah, they leave, you, like you leave part, the decorations. You, you, you get, yeah, so. you get, uh, added to the decor. Anyway, um, <laughs> Julia's <laughs> playing with one of her kids. I got this little like hand sanitizer dog, and you push its butt, and it starts playing Christmas music. <laughs> so, but we found that by accident. 
Yeah. So um, anyway, it's it's uh, you go to their go to that site on KSL. There's a ton of displays. There's shit like the there's like North Poland at, at Rio Tinto Stadium right now. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it looks like one of those like out in uh, Draper in the I think it's the maybe it's Riverton the 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 city like the county their city equestrian shit thing there that they have stuff off of like a hundred and yeah river the equestrian the equestrian yeah. center they have thing. they have one of those huge like drive through yeah. light up display things that you can go through yeah, that's like the one at ochre but yeah but ochre is just a little smaller yeah so there's a bunch of stuff like that all over the place draper has their tree i don't know what they call it but it's the massive tree with the lights on it's a the, big it's the whoville tree it's the big thing and then i know like grand america has their their gingerbread, their massive gingerbread in the window that you can look at. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the gateway. Is it the gateway that? Ha- or no. What is it that has the display windows? City Creek. City Creek. City Creek. Yeah, has all the display windows you can if go you look at. Drive up to Ogden off of 89th. There's usually quite a few no. houses that do all of their trees no along the highway. Drive to Ogden. <laughs> if you're driving there for school, <laughs> or if you live, if you there. live there's, there, there's some massive, 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 yeah, like so, fairy looking tree on the way up. Yeah, there. so it's that, cool. the KSL piece, it's actually an interactive map, and it's the entire state of Utah. They've got everything from. Um, whatever that town is on the border with, with Idaho. Um, what is it? Lewiston, I think. That's like got the Idaho, Utah side. And then all the way down to like St. George, uh, and Richfield, they have everything marked. So it's a really cool little interactive map. Uh, but only in your state, um, uh, they, they have specifically identified their 12 light displays that they call, what they say are pure magic. One is the Roy City Municipal Building. In Roy, uh, and they have a ton of trees and they're all lit and they're all lit with like lights up almost every damn branch. They're you know, really Leverkin's cool. got like one guy who's got a frosty snowman. That's it. But that's it for Leverkin and, and everybody. And another one in Leverkin. <laughs> well, there's also in Leverkin the guy that's got the Santa fucking the reindeer. Oh yeah. The blow, the giant like 10 foot blow up one. Did you see the Mary that was like, in the wind, the, no. the blow up Mary that no. was. No. There was there was somebody posted a really cute uh, like Santa that was blowing in the wind, and they what did they put? I can't remember what music they put to it, but it was like perfectly dancing to the song. So there, I mean, this is a current list, but they say the Temple Square, but they didn't do lights this year, right, with the construction because it's all shut down. Yeah. Um, but it's, that is really freaky looking to be able to look at it and see it completely, completely gutted. covered in scaffolding and gutted. Yeah. I uh, haven't driven past the it since number, I started, so I haven't seen it yet. weird looking. They're number three on this list, Jeremy. You'll be proud to know is that Draper City Tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Coon Family Christmas Lights down in St. George. It's like a fucking Disney castle. That's worth a awesome. shit. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Uh, zoo lights up oh, in yeah, uh, zoo, lights. zoo are really cool. Thanksgiving Point does lights. Yeah, uh, the lights on Sherwood Drive in Kaysville. So there's apparently a cool interactive uh, yeah. street there in Kaysville. They're trying to distract you from the Kaysville cross. Go I think way. that might be where the big tree is. That Stupid Christmas Village in Ogden that you were talking about. <laughs> is a thing. Oh, yeah, off of 25th Street. Yeah, they uh, have a little little market thing where everyone dresses or decorates their own lit up gingerbread house but they all have tiny little shops and vendors in them there's Gar- fun. gardner village has all their lights and they have all of the little the gnomes and the little elves and, and we, we might even get there there's still four more on this list nice there's a spanish fork festival of lights 
Oh, this is the one by us, the Christmas in Color, over by the uh, the Ochre Park Rec Center. It's one of those cool drive-through tunnels. Reppin' Kearns. Willard Bay State Park has one of those things. Willard Bay, that's where the original Smith & Edwards is. Yeah. Smith & Edwards, Coach Bowie store. Also up by Ogden, in case you're wondering, Julia. A lot of these, actually. Roy, Kaysville, Ogden, <laughs> Willard Bay, those are all up, up, north. In, up, up yep. in Weaver County. Uh, Thanksgiving Point, Luminary and Thanksgiving Point was the next one. And then the last one on the list is Utah's Christmas Town. Helper, Helper Utah has some Christmas That's our shit. Christmas Town? Apparently. That's where our Hallmark movie takes place. I mean, the street looked very Hallmark-esque. <laughs> they so, got on their picture. Heather's big on the Hallmark Christmas movies, so we've watched them pretty much nonstop. They're so bad. You would They're not believe. The, it's all the same Every show. single one. It's just like <laughs> so somebody goes girl, home. and then she kisses but, her boss, and then... Like, I, I swear half of them are filmed in Utah. A lot of them are. So Chris found this thing about passwords. No, it was John, like an IT... John, John found oh. it, and it was a... It said, uh, it was like something on password. This is how people create their passwords. I was like, this is how I use, this is how I implore password variation. And it was no joke, like 12 or 15 or five by three grid of Christmas movies. They were all a woman in red, a guy in green. Hugging or embracing or with next Christmas and scrolly with with a Christmas story or like Christmas a miracle, Christmas town, Christmas bell. Every yeah. single one of them. It and looked like you know you know like when they they republish a book and they change the artwork, but it's the <laughs> same book. It looked like that, except for. Every guy and girl looked the same. Like they weren't the same person. When you zoom in, you can tell they're different people, but, but it's, it's like the same, like the shoulder length hair, the clean <laughs> hair. The guy's guy, a good yeah. five inches taller than the lady. They're standing side by side or they're hugging. She has the cute little Christmas there, sweater on. He has like, there's the, like a, the, the, not the trench coat, like the pea coat with the scarf. There's, there's a tree or a door with a green wreath in the background behind them. Like, it's it's uncanny how and it's all these stupid Christmas movies. Uh, it's 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 like else. it's Chris- like the lady porn books, the the the, the smut, mu- smut novels. novels, yeah. Like all the ago. covers are the same. Yeah. They're, they're all Fabio on a horse, Fabio on a waterfall, Fabio, Fabio with abs, and the woman with her against her bodice, like just barely covering right. her breasticles. Oh, yeah. oh, here it is. It says vary your uh, vary your passwords for different websites. My passwords. Christmas, uh, wait, what does it say? Christmas, uh, winter for, for stars, uh, Christmas on my mind, merry and bright, holiday hearts, our Christmas love song, <laughs> a blue mountain ridge Christmas or a blue ridge mountain Christmas, angel falls, uh, Broke novel holiday, Christmas. a nostalgic Christmas, home for Christmas, Christmas in Rome. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So I, I like to watch the Christmas movie, but I usually use like Netflix and stuff. And so Chris wanted to watch a holiday movie, but he didn't want to have to go like worry about a DVD watch or one something. Of those fucking holiday movies. No, that's not true because I'm going to tell the story and then you're going to be dis- <laughs> you're going to be discovered. But so he he goes to 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 Netflix and he's like, oh, this one looks like it might be good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that one's good. He's like, oh, you've seen it? Yeah. And he goes to the next one. Oh, this one looks like it might be interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cute. I watched that one this year. Like, every single one. I think Heather's watching. I think she's just watching these while she's at work. Well, and Heather. Me? Heather Heather has them on kind of as she's doing stuff. Yeah. Like, I use them when I'm, like, wrapping presents or cleaning or whatever. I think she has watched every single one that's on Hulu, every single one that's on Netflix, and I think most of the Prime ones now. Every single one I've walked in on, it's someone kissing her boss against company policy. 
Yeah, it's what the story usually is is somebody going somebody going home (laughs) to their hometown and for something uh, and getting away from the hustle to inherit the bakery or to to inherit the toy store or to inherit grandma's something. Or they've been, or they have to go home for Christmas because of whatever. To save something. You guys ever notice that Lifetime Channel doesn't do Christmas movies like Hallmark? Yeah, because they do all the rapey shows. Yeah, because they, it's not <laughs> a good Christmas. They do. I'm not, okay, Julia. Kid, this child is kidnapping rapey shows. Watch Hall, like, just read the plots of like Hallmark movies. That feel good. And then read the plots of Lifetime movies. Similar plots. About a family with a mom and a dad. About but a all the Hallmark the ones end in happy and all of the, the lifetime, lifetime ones, ones are all about like women getting beaten and raped or kids <laughs> or getting like kidnapped. Psycho or psycho serial killers. Mommy yeah. getting raped so for it's Christmas. true crime Christmas edition. No, no, no. Well, it's not true crime. It's true it's, woman crime. It's it's all soap opera. Crime, crimes like, against woman on Lifetime. It is. It's nothing but that. Not a fan. Never, <laughs> never, uh, never Christmas movies though. Really, Daddy ma- raped mommy for Christmas. A Lifetime <laughs> Christmas is about. A Lifetime Some Christmas is about Santa about Claus. That. Yeah. So if you if you ever want to feel better about your life, just watch a Lifetime movie, and it will make you feel better. Watch you'll one, be and like, then you'll be okay watching the Hallmarks for the rest of the you'll season. You'll be like, oh yeah, my life's really good. I don't good. want to watch either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest. All right, this week uh, with us is uh, Katrina Flores. I didn't fuck that one up, so congratulations. <laughs> your name is your name is easy. I'll call you Karen later. So <laughs> don't uh, you don't use Karen. Any so, other name? Karen has a connotation now. Yeah. No, no Karen. I have an aunt Karen. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it really sucks. Anyone <laughs> named Karen? Karen? She's old, so I don't know. I mean, not necessarily like a Karen Karen, but... Her name is I have an old friend from high school named Karen. She's awesome. She's... I don't think she's an actual Karen. It I seems the people years, whose but. names are Karens are not yeah, Karens. My friend Karen is not a Karen. So how'd that get handed out? Is like, that's I don't know, name. man. Like, why was Karen denoted like the bitch? I don't know, but like, people. Brenda is like Karen. the old racist lady and Deborah... Or no, Brenda is used for the... The middle-aged racist lady and Deborah is used for the old racist lady a lot. I bet you that that old lady in the Jesus rap video was named Brenda. Probably. <laughs> it was Mary Sue. Yeah, it was Mary oh, Sue. Yeah, he said right. it. He said her name. Anyway. Uh, so, so Katrina. <laughs> We're not allowed to play that Katrina's song not with us to play the rap song from the old people rapping in for Jesus. Southeastern <laughs> United States. The white people saying the N-word. Saying the N-word. <laughs> Multiple times, like the court. This isn't like 1980s either. I'm pretty sure. Although it looks some a little like, 1980s, it was, it was, pretty yeah. old, but it was some like youth group conference. Nope, song. just just a church trying to attract young members using yeah. the N word, rapping about Jesus. Jesus is their N word. That is for the hip kids. Mm-hmm. Many Jesus times, the hip kids. My, yeah. <laughs> the hip MC named JC. Yeah, He's be- what did he say? He was better than big. Be- better than Biggie. Is it Biggie? Yeah. Yeah, Biggie Biggie. Anyway. It's not better anyway. than Tupac. And then he freestyled and then went dead silent. It's again. Like, no, I'll freestyle. Yeah, We're so off track again. Katrina is with the Tooele County Arts Guild. That doesn't take long here. Um, what What is your position with the Arts Guild, Katrina? I am the president of the Tooele County Arts Guild. Are you the founder as well? I'm not the founder. No, I am the, let's see here. I'm the third president so far. So, yeah. Nice, nice. How long has the Tooele County Arts Guild been around? It has been around since, I believe, 2009. Oh, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a while, and it's it's it recently grown quite a bit. 
So awesome, awesome. Yeah, a lot of people during COVID felt like they could become artists because they <laughs> I know, didn't yeah, have anything else yeah. to do at home. I'm sure there was some new. that were, but I think most were really not. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was never in question for me during me COVID. Like even the time when I was like, oh, I'll be off for like a week, never did in my my mind go, oh, I could be an artist. Yeah, like me either. I could create stuff. We didn't break bake bread either. No, I didn't bake bread. I did. <laughs> I did other recipes. We actually didn't ever do anything COVID e. COVID That's bread. True. That's no. true. I think it was just a really depressing time. Yeah, we broke a lot of protocols. <laughs> I didn't go out to eat as much because the restaurants were all closed. So I was kind of bummed about the ones that closed because they couldn't, you know, that is contain. Sad. That was probably the worst part about COVID for me is to see all those businesses just go right into the toilet. The Bob Ross equipment like sales went through the roof during COVID. Oh yeah, they probably did. did. Because you can buy all the Bob Ross That's stuff. The same, it's the same reason. Mostly online. Like <laughs> lumber and everything else went through the roof because everyone's like shit we can improve stuff we got all this time yeah. at home because we're either working from home instead of in an office which is the case for i literally like changed us. nothing except for working from home yeah and i then, never got anything more done at and home. then everybody that's got not a true dog. we did a lot of projects and but not any more than we, dogs not any more than we would have done without covid i don't think yeah. Well, we're going to go back to our guests now, I think. Um, so, <laughs> Katrina, we're going to start. You, if you've listened to the show, then you know where we're going to start, and that is what month were you born in? <laughs> July. Have you already done these calculations? No. So, so like, when in July? Middle July? Uh, the 29th. Oh, so you oh, were an October man. love baby. Mm. Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween party. Halloween. I am I'm all about that spooky yeah. stuff. So. Have you Have you talked to your parents about what they were doing on Halloween? No. <laughs> the year you were conceived? But this, now it's what yeah. I'll always be thinking she, about. She was a sexy nurse for her. Her now mom was a sexy a nurse for Halloween. She has an extra reason to celebrate Halloween. If it Happy makes you feel day. better, that's probably when my mom conceived me, right around that same time. Yeah, he's he's a mid-July. And, mid- and knowing <laughs> knowing my mom's uh, tendency for alcohol and uh, in the last year, finding out that uh, I was born six months, uh, or I was I was in her belly for six months before they got married. Uh, Chris, you were a bastard child. One hundred percent. You have to be born outside of what? Oh, you were almost a bastard child. Yeah. <laughs> hiding, hiding the pregnancy became difficult, so they got fetus. married. I don't know. Did your mom smoke and drink the whole pregnancy? Who knows? Wow. Dude. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> You're trying to say something? About, <laughs> I am just asking questions. Uh, no, actually, um, she was uh, completely dry. I think during the pregnancy and with my brother, none of us, neither of us, have fetal alcohol like <laughs> you know forward facing symptoms. So uh, forward facing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, there's not like. There are degrees of fetal alcohol syndrome, (laughs) but there aren't really degrees. Should I start keeping track of how many times we get sidetracked? I'm just saying, she was born around the same time. I don't know if her parents were like (laughs) Does that mean you're on the spectrum? No, that's different. There's no spectrum. That's the fetal alcohol alcohol syndrome. Fetal alcohol syndrome is like you have a cleft palate to... You have a cleft palate and you have mental retardation. And like, how, how did we get to this? Okay, <laughs> back we were to our guest. Talking about Halloween party babies, and you asked if my mom drank. Three. No, I Jeremy ask asked anything. if my mom drank during pregnancy. It's okay. Did your parents drink during pregnancy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? You asked. I'm them. pretty sure. <laughs> you also do not like look like you have forward facing fetal alcohol. Oh, like that. She's not on the spectrum. <laughs> Well, you don't know that yet. She could be. Could be High functioning. That's true. Who knows? The spectrum refers to autism, by the way, Jeremy, not fetal alcohol syndrome. There could be more than one spectrum. No. No, like Dad, the, that's not how it works. It's like the colors of the rainbow. Well, to be fair, Dad. there is there is more no. than one the church now, so. 
There's it's like saying neurodivergent. That only applies to, to neurodivergent people. Sometimes it applies to other things. I haven't even no. drank today, and we're on this, uh, this I think Dad might be trajectory. on the spectrum. Uh, so where were you born? I was born here in Utah. Where? Where in Utah? Magna. Yeah, I mean, grew up in Magna, born so in you, Salt Lake. You went a far mm-hmm. distance from Magna, didn't you? You got out of, you got, you're like, I got the fuck out of there. Yeah, I was uh, raised in Magna until I was eight. And then my family moved out to Stansbury Park in Tooele County. And oh, we've good. been there ever so, since. So you were out of Magna before your formative years where you actually remember stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember a fair amount from Magna. It's my stomping ground. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's only, what, 20 minutes from Magna? It's not that far. No. Look, no. Th- yeah. It's not even 20 minutes. The only, the only people that refer to Magna as their stomping ground are the people that went there in high school. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're mostly... Childhood stomping ground. If they're ground. still there, they're drug addicts. If they've gotten out, they hate Magna. <laughs> And we'll talk yeah. about it like that. There's so. some pretty rough areas in Magna. <laughs> one of our best friends is from Magna. Actually, though, with all the new growth, There's surprisingly, a lot of growth. Yes. there are some much nicer better areas. areas mm-hmm. there, Magna. there are better areas than in Magna, happen in especially the west. But Magna revitalization. L- let me tell you, just because you build new houses on the outside of the edge of Magna doesn't mean <laughs> Magna gets better. <laughs> Magna is still home to... Some of the most derelict buildings. Magna's home to basement homes. And I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. We have. Where you have, because you know in Magna you have the houses that are like, they put the foundation like three in, feet off the ground, and then they yeah. put a roof on it because mm-hmm. this was this was during a time like when a they just ran out of money. Basically, yeah. like we just slap a, a roof. So on they it. built the basement and then realized they couldn't build anything else, <laughs> yeah. so they put the roof <laughs> on. That's on that's it. legit. How, and there's also houses, especially if you get into like the old part of Magna, like ninety one hundred West and like what twenty seventh South or something. Uh, there's a lot of houses there uh, by Magna Main Street that are like. I remember there was one house, because I lived in Magna for a time, there was one house where literally there were like 18 different pieces of wood on the front of the house. No <laughs> siding. Like, it's just the, like, instead of like nice OBS, there was like hard foam and some OBS. What, and some, what's like, sad about Magna is way, 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 way back in the day when Kennecott, well, back when it was Bingham, actually, that's where a lot of the high ups were the... The bosses lived. So old, old town magnet at one time was actually a very nice area yeah. and very sought after to live in. Well, well Magna Main is, is still pretty cool. The it is historic cool. Main. Yeah. Then they have done a lot to kind of fix it up over the years too. Mm, so they have this last cute year. little kawaii Japanese did shop they, there. They now. do. <laughs> I like it. Did they, the did they fix that building after the earthquake uh-huh. or they tear it down the old Colossimo's building? The, cause the, the one had like the whole corner of it just collapsed. So I, I fixed two of them. You did? I did the, the, the Magna Miners something. The Magna Miners Is the Museum. Bear Den still there? Does anyone know? The what? Bear Den. Yeah, it's still there. They still do amateur stripper nights? No, probably. I've never <laughs> been. <laughs> Those are some... That is... Look, if you're going to go to a strip club in Utah, amateur night at the Bear Den. Amateur night. Because first off, it's Utah. And if there's booze in play, there's there's no full nudity. There's not even full boobies. You have to have pasties on. Uh <laughs> There's still full What's boobies. The point? There's full boobies. There's just no nipple play with the alcohol. So it's the audience so can't it's see me. Stretch marks and C-section no, no, no. night. Because amateurs. <laughs> and that's that's the girls at trails during lunchtime, Jeremy. <laughs> also been there. Don't recommend it. What Jeremy just said is 100% true. <laughs> 
the food's not good, even though you know, it's there's cheap. nothing wrong with stretch marks. There's and nothing C sections. There's not. But when your profession is taking your clothes off and dancing for presumably men during the day, like look, let's just say it's not the A team during the day. Um, but the Bear Den, I've been there a couple <laughs> times for amateur night, and it's. I have to destroy it, but I'm sorry. I know we're not talking about Twila. We still have Tawilla. not gotten to Twila. That's because no one wants to talk about Twila. I'm just kidding. We love Twila. They have asylum there. We do We do love Twila. I like Twila quite a bit. Um, and anyway, Sansbury Park we like. The Bear Den. And maybe they have a strip club like this in Twila. I haven't checked it out yet. But uh, Amateur Night is a bunch of relatively young females. Um, I'm guessing like early 20s probably uh, for most of them. Um, they probably have to be 21, I'm guessing, probably. to strip in a bar. Uh, but they come out in one outfit to strip in, and probably, I'm not even joking, a dozen pairs of panties or thongs or G-strings, because they take them off during their, like, three-and-a-half-minute dance to a song. They go through, like, a dozen of them taking them <laughs> off. So, like, you know, a strip like, tease, but it's like, only a tease after they a take tease? The, they take the first pair off, and then there's another pair. And then they take that pair off, and there's another pair. And, like, ten pairs later, they're finally down to the last pair, which they can't take off, so they don't. And the song's over. That's how you make it last. You stretch that <laughs> I have never... You're just edging the whole time? <laughs> I have been... I've been to quite a few strip clubs and quite a few places during my day, and let me tell you, I've never seen anything like that, <laughs> and it is so much fun. It is so much fun. Uh, so you tip them well, because they're amateurs. They're just, you know, it's like a, it's like open mic night, working their way they're through college. They're like apprentices. <laughs> and you have beers, and you laugh. It's it's great. I loved it. So we should so, get out of Magna, go around so the edge of the mountain. you got out of Magna before the Bear Den was there, I'm guessing. I think so, yeah. I don't know how old you are. The Bear Den's been there for a while. Yeah, I'm 28. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> definitely got out. Before. Eight, 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 yeah, it's way more than 20 years ago. Not that much more, actually, now that I think about it. Actually, when you were in Magna <laughs> at eight, I'm just trying to think. That was, that was 20 years ago. What was that, 2001? Don't ask me to do math. So yeah, I, that might have been a time frame that I was in Magna. I lived there for like six months, basically, while my car was fucked and I was riding a bus and my transmission. Anyway, lungs. We might have been in Magna at the same time. Possibly. <laughs> I Possibly. was uh, I was a young twenty something kid, and and uh, you were an eight year old, so yeah. we've not met you. Uh, so then you guys moved moved to Stansbury. Moved to Stansbury. Mm-hmm. Did you? So you went to high school in Stansbury to Bel I was area. actually homeschooled. So. Yes, but at home. Are you socially <laughs> yes. awkward? I haven't. Uh, I think like, I've gotten a lot better. Say, to be. She's pretty. Cl- she's pretty clearly like, not. We're, we're ten minutes in, and she doesn't look like it. And that would be. <laughs> I, I've got a good mask. I she's also her. not looking at you like you're insane, which maybe is an indication that she, she has a social problem awkward. because maybe, you are weird. Maybe <laughs> she's not on the spectrum. I'm an art skilled oh president. God. I embrace the weird. That's. Doesn't, just because you like art doesn't mean you have to be weird. I just kind of throw that well, out. some of us embrace it as a good thing. Everybody yeah. throws that word out. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Weird, I don't like weird's normal. Weird's a good thing. Weird's, yeah. I guess weird's fine. Normal's yeah. boring. It doesn't bother me. I'm definitely not normal. So did you go to college? I did. I um, went to Salt Lake Community College. I got a um, degree in illustration, fine art, and then I got another one in graphic design. Nice. So Excellent. 
at what point did you decide art was your thing or, or start to feel the art bug? So I had the art bug my whole life growing up. I just, I loved art. My mom and always had paper for me, colored pencils, stuff like that. And I just always flew with it. I loved it. And I just knew at a pretty young age, I knew I, I wanted to be an artist. Was know? it when you left Magna or before? Oh, well, before. Let's get, mm-hmm. let's get over the Magna. Part. I just, I, look, people from Magna, Magna, people from Magna definitely capture my attention because. Jody's from Magna. I know. I don't feel like you make this big of a Did deal about guys, Magna with Jody. That's because Jody really hates Magna and doesn't like to talk about it. It's a sore spot in her life. But she went to high school there and everything. So. Oh, yeah. She's not a fan. <laughs> she, so, so, you know, the, the show, um, uh, what's the show about the people in Chicago, the projects there, um, Shameless. Oh, shameless. That show from Cinemax or Showtime or whatever. Uh, she won't watch it because it reminds her too much of Magna. The Sandlot <laughs> was filmed in Magna. That should make her happy. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Donnie Darko. I like yeah. I like Shameless because it reminds me of where I grew up and some of the <laughs> slums I lived in. So, um, but anyway, I don't like Shameless because it's terrible. It's great. It's depraved. So you you uh, went to Salt Lake Community College, um, got the arts degrees. And uh, what did you do with them? So I um, I went to school, graduated. Um, I got married when I was pretty young. So went to school as a you know new like, married couple, like sixteen, like or eighteen, like 18? <laughs> yeah, eighteen, almost nineteen. And my husband is also an artist. So I'm more of a traditional fine art artist. I'm uh, mainly an oil painter. I um, do I do all sorts of art and I teach all sorts of different mediums, but oil is my uh, medium of choice for my own work. Um, and my husband is more of a digital artist. He does digital Photoshop paintings and stuff like that and works in After Effects. So we kind of just started using our two different sides of art to complement each other. I'll do some art. He'll do some animation, some digital art. And we... Um, have been doing markets together for a really long time. Uh, a lot of the local arts markets, festivals, stuff like that. Um, he's, my husband still has a day job, of course. You know, a lot of artists still have to have their day job. But um, I have been lucky enough to kind of been able to just work on my uh, skill at home and kind of put my energy into the arts guild. Um, and... Julia's showing us pictures of her art. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he has right there. But um, yeah, we've just um, we still live in Stansbury, real close to our family, and we just are really lucky. We take a lot of time to work on our art. Um, we have a five-year-old daughter who is also an artist. Oh, really fun. loves it. So yeah. do you teach like in schools or do so you teach I, classes? Um, I. I have been a substitute teacher in the past, so I really gravitated towards those, um, sort of sub jobs. And I, um, have, we converted our garage and our condo into a studio. Nice. So yeah, me and my husband run Black Rabbit Studios, which is our home art business. They and, have stickers about some. Yeah, stickers. We do all sorts of stuff. We, we try to. <laughs> But oh, yeah, I should have asked you to bring it to add to our. So when we have <laughs> guests, to have oh man, stickers. I'm gonna have to send you all some stickers. Yeah, send us okay, a sticker. I'll send we'll you some it. stickers for sure. But yeah, we converted our garage into a studio, and that's where we do all of our commission work and whatnot. And we also teach classes, and we're excited for the new year. We're going to be setting, putting out a whole new set of 
classes uh, for the new year. Um, it's been a while since we've taught in the studio because of COVID. So, you know, COVID came and since our studio is in our home, it's extra concern. It's been extra concerning right. with the virus and everything. But luckily my, our, our daughter has her first half of her vaccine, which has been a real relief. And we're starting to feel a lot more comfortable having people in the house and stuff. So we're really excited to open the studio back up again. We had a small point in time where we were thinking we were going to open back up and everything. And then, you know, there's always a new variant that comes out and ruins everything. So just wait for that next variant to come they're, out and ruin they're these not plans going too. Away. They're not, <laughs> going, they're not away. going away. They're not going away. But we're learning to be a lot safer with it now. Yeah. So we're looking forward to opening the studio back up. I think it's endemic now, not so much a pandemic. Yeah, we're, we're it's here to stay. We've it. accepted it. <laughs> so what what do you teach? Like So I teach like I said, I, I work in a wide variety of mediums. I have my preference of of mediums for myself, but I teach drawing, um, Charcoal, pastel, uh, graphite, teach oil painting, acrylic painting, watercolor. Do you any sweet, like, foil etching stuff? Um, so I do, I have not taught one of those classes yet, but a lot of my work I do put foil, gold foil on. So a lot of my reproduced work, even though they're produced, um, replicas, I can get my hands on each piece that I sell, and they're a little bit different because I still apply something by hand. Well, that's, that was, mm-hmm. that's, that foil stuff was really popular when I was in college back in the late 1900s. And, <laughs> like it went through a period of time where it was really popular, where people were doing it like on everything. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool, though. It is really cool. It's really cool, and it, like I said, it just adds a, a nice touch. And then even if somebody's buying a canvas replica of your original, they know that the artist has had their hands on it, and it's a little different than all the so others. When you, so when you do your classes, mm-hmm. is it I am doing an oil class, mm-hmm. or is it more of a I'm doing an eight week, and we're gonna do. Yeah. It, so, um, the classes differ mainly. Um, I used to work at a studio. Um, that used to be in Sandy. Um, that was run by somebody else, and I would do classes. Um, for all ages, and a lot of them were like that. Like, you know, we'll take an eight week course, and we'll go over. A, B, and C mediums, and you get a little taste of everything. Um, in my, in our studio, we mainly do, we'll teach a variety of different things, but each course focuses on a medium One so thing. that we can, like, say, like, oh, we're posting a eight-week oil painting class where we'll just be working with oils, but you'll learn all of these different techniques just well, so people really can cool. really get a good grasp on, on something. Um, I mean, you know, we're considering doing... Um, we've also done like paint nights and stuff like that. If somebody maybe just wants to come in for the evening for an art class and not do a whole uh, course, so Pre, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, those were big to have the wine. And they paint were the wine. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, do you host and wine paint. and paint? So. I haven't yet. No, <laughs> but I do. Do we we teach in the studio, but then we also. Um, people can hire us out to do our like paint classes and paint yeah, nights and stuff. So we have done some of that on request parties it. and stuff like that. It's really fun. The wine and paint nights were super popular. They were really popular. They were. They're still yes. a thing. Well, they are, but just pre-COVID, they were really yeah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a Heather and, and me wine and paint night, and Heather's going to paint, and you I'm going to drink, drink wine. the wine because <laughs> I don't paint, and Heather her. doesn't drink wine. Because so. she, she did a couple of them. Some of the art in our house, well, I don't know if you've really noticed, mm-hmm. but Heather did at those paint nights. She did the flower one, and then there's yeah. one in the kitchen. Anyway, she had I know the, the sunflower one the most. Yeah. Did you go to one of them? Dude, I don't paint. Well, I know, but I know, but the girls. I don't even doodle. The ladies got together, and because one of them was with like. Vinita it actually and, gives me anxiety if somebody <laughs> asked me to do that. I, I'm not kidding. There was a project we had to do in junior high where our our art teacher gave us a project to doodle in the margins. 
And I made my dad do it because it gave me <laughs> such anxiety. So how do you deal with that? Really? Can you help somebody so, like that? Yeah, definitely. You know, that you'd be surprised how many, um, like classes and paint nights and whatnot that like you would go to and people just stress out. Honestly, <laughs> if I doodle, there's two things I doodle. One is faces. I'm not good at it. They're usually the same. And now that I think about it, like if I draw it out, they start basically as cock and balls. And that's the other thing that I would doodle. So I don't doodle a lot. Uh, it's I'm like handsome squid. They, they really do. So I just doodled one. And I it, draw stars, hearts, okay. sad faces, and happy faces. So and sometimes I put a tongue. You tell me that's how I start my faces. I don't know that I've ever seen you make a, a draw face before, but that's, yeah. that's why I it looks like don't. those testicles have a disease. Uh, well, that's the, eye, that's the pupils. Uh, I, and I know, but, but that's how, that's how I start them. And, yeah. um, my faces are not good, but <laughs> basically they're penises with a head around them. <laughs> I have a, I have a daughter who is like me and then I have a daughter who's very artistic, but then she kind of got turned off of it for a while when she had to do it for assignments. But now when she, when she doodles, it's it's actually really cool. I have her art. Like she's like, "Mom, that's so old. It was from so long ago. It's so bad." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's cute to me. I like it." So I have a I have a, a real question. I, mm-hmm. I want to go back a little bit. So you were homeschooled, yes, uh, your entire school life. So thank God you didn't go to um, public school in in Magna. <laughs> really? um, <laughs> there are benefits to homeschool. Well, I did. I did kindergarten and half of first grade there, and it, it and turned mom, me off to the whole thing. Your mom was like, oh, shit, no, this ain't yeah, going to happen. Yes, yes, she, she took me out. Siblings? And I do. I have two younger sisters. And everybody was Everybody was. Everybody was homeschooled, You yeah. want the word kid with the fish to walk around with the fish bowl? <laughs> I know. Uh, so do you homeschool your daughter? Yeah, that was going to be my question. So yeah, she's in preschool right now, and we do home preschool. I'm probably going to put her in kindergarten and see how she does. Um, but man, like my anxiety with school, I'm just like, kid, like, there's no way you're doing junior high or high school. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing but, it at home. I might consider elementary. It just depends on how she does. For you, because of your anxiety? Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, oh. you know, no, no, there's there's all sorts of stuff. The schools do down there aren't that with. bad, are they? I don't <laughs> know. Property <laughs> dance barrier. they got to be okay. They're decent. There's been some stuff going on lately. Tooele County's got cringe. okay property taxes. It is nothing yeah. like here. And you know, like I said, I was a substitute teacher, and a lot of our schools are great. Yeah, they're yeah. great. It's it's not that the schools are bad. Not it's that one. The kids aren't always the no, best. No, no. They're <laughs> yeah. not all great. Yeah, yeah. We live in Kearns. Kearns this High is, is the worst. Literally the Kearns worst school. The worst school in the whole. If you state. want, if you want any kind of STEM education, just just live somewhere else. Basically, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, and and like we haven't ever experienced it up here, even though like the liquor store and stuffs up here. But like all the gang activity is uh, down over there. So like if you hear about a shooting in Kearns, it's, it's that it's by the high school. Yeah. It's by the high school. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. It's rough. So so how did you transition? Let me try that again. Transition into the Tawilla Art, the Arts Guild. Guild. Oh, okay, so the Tawilla Arts Guild. It, um, it, you know, like I said, it's been around since 2009, and in 2019, I had. Um, she was actually. Um, my first art teacher that I had in Stansbury, like, you know, I was homeschooled. So my mom always had me do some out of the house activities and stuff. And so she got me an art class and she was one of our neighbors and I did art class with her for years. And, um, you know, then I grew up and stayed in touch with her and she was like, you know, like there's an arts guild out here. You should come check it out sometime. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come. So I went to one of their meetings. They meet once a month and do some sort of a presentation or activity or something. And, um, I went to that and met some really great people. (laughs) We try and go above macaroni art, but we definitely painted macaroni. Yeah, painted macaroni. You know, you're describing a cult, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
I know these people. <laughs> these you should people. come check it out. No, we got some we great got macaroni art. We got macaroni art. We just be careful if they hand you a drink. <laughs> yeah. Say no to Kool-Aid. Yeah, no Kool-Aid. No Kool-Aid. So we... Um, I just started going and um, met some really awesome people and realized how many artistic people there are in our community. I knew there were some, but being sort of the antisocial individual I've always been, I didn't really get out there and meet a ton of people, even though I'd lived out there for so long. So that's where I really started to meet a lot of the artisan community out in Tula County. I was really excited and surprised at how many people I found. And then in, I believe it was August of 2019, I think I started going to meetings that summer. And late August, um, the current president, who um, is still in the guild, she had been the guild president for many, many years, and she was ready to step down and take a break and start doing more uh, with her own time. And I was just at a meeting one day, and before our meetings, they have a little discussion, like, you know, updates, here's what's going on with the guild, yada, yada. Oh, so that's, that's like, the meeting before the meeting? Yes, yes, so the, the opening, about? the opening. Okay. Yes. I'm just wondering what you talk about in the meeting if you have all the meeting discussions before activity, the meeting. Like oh, that's the activity. That's the yeah, macaroni so art. The macaroni art. Yeah, gotcha. but anyways, then they were discussing, you're like, you know, it's time for us to start uh, an election, you know, for who's going to be president next. And I know I was over there working on my project, just kind of half listening. And then she's out working on my macaroni art. And she's like, I nominate Katrina. And I look up for my macaroni art. And I'm like, like, what? You're like, is there another Katrina? Is there another one? Who are you talking about? That has to be the title of the podcast. Macaroni art. I don't know. Like, I don't even like you guys. Why are you nominating me? This is weird. Yeah. And then the following meeting, um, there was a vote between me and the other artist that was up for was to be elected <laughs> on your second meeting. Yeah, well, the, the next month, the following month. Yeah, that's how these yeah. things work. Once a month, Dang. the next month, and uh, it's like they, we don't know you, but you be the president. It's, not, be the president it's not the American political cycle. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's a little more chill. Well, it's between her and Bucktooth Phil, and nobody likes Phil. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty easy. He's not, his his actual name is Jason, and all the Jasons are P kids. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, at that meeting they had just a vote, and I really didn't think uh, people were going to vote for me because I had just joined. I didn't hardly know anybody yet, and. Uh, they all voted for me for some reason. That's so, because that's because they'd now. all they'd all been there potential. for a while, so they'd all been there for a while. They all knew like, how much work it was. We don't want this fucking job. Let's <laughs> stick it with the new girl. Give it to the new kid. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I I took it. I was nervous, but like really excited. I'm like, this is kind of cool, and and I've just been taking it and been trying to fly with it. Is, so, it, is it a paid position or a volunteer? It is not. It is 100 percent voluntary work. So, so how how did the Arts Guild start? I'm sure you've been now that you've been yes, president. They said mm-hmm. you got to learn the history. <laughs> the history, yeah. So it was just a group, a small group of artisans that were friends out in Tula County. I think some of them were in Grantsville, um, and they just said, you know, like we really love art, and we were talking about it all the time. Let's get together and. And start like a group. And I think, it, you know, it just started out very small, maybe. Do you have any weirdos level. from Dugway? I don't think we currently have anybody from Dugway. It's because they can't talk about it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, no one from Dugway. But um, it just started out as that small group and uh, grew and grew. And um, and I'm trying to remember how many people were in the guild when I joined. I think we had 20-something members, probably like 24. Currently, we have between 35 and 40 um and we were it's been really exciting because it's grown a lot over the the past 
I don't know, half year or year that I, I, I was, became the president at the end of 2019, which was right before the pandemic started. <laughs> so, so I'm that, the president. We call that BC before COVID. <laughs> yes, before BC. Start kind of getting into the swing of things and then bam, like we can't do anything. We can't have our meetings, anything like that. So I had to shift like I'm brand new. I'm figure, trying to figure out how to do everything. And then on top of it, I have to figure out, okay, how can we go totally virtual with this? So during the that first year and most of 20. Um, so 2020 and then part the beginning of 2021, we started just doing online presentations. We would do like a Facebook live event. We would do some sort of a presentation or demo where people can hop on and watch an artist paint or draw or talk about something. We did one where we did a demo on stretching canvases. One was a demo on portrait painting and stuff like that. So even though we couldn't be in person, we still really thought it was important to help our community find ways to engage during the pandemic, uh, especially since there was a lot of depression and anxiety and stuff. Art's just a really good way to kind of uplift and ease the mind and, and so you've, meditate. You've grown the guild quite a bit then, DC, so, during COVID? Uh, so during COVID, uh, we kind of went down in numbers because, you know, we didn't have enough to provide to have people renew their memberships, which was totally understandable. We just knew it was going to happen. But um, when we were to a point, you know, where vaccines were coming out and people were getting vaccinated and we were starting to feel safer, uh, we started doing some uh, plain air painting. So if you don't know what plain air is, it's where you go out on location outdoors and you set up an easel and you paint or draw or do whatever medium that you'd like to do. And you, you paint the scenery. And so we did that. We did it. It was like twice a week. We would go out on location somewhere and we would um, invite people. It was just free for anybody to attend. Uh, since we were outdoors, it was a good way to be a little bit safer. We could space, not have to worry about being you know, shut up indoors with a bunch of coughing people. So um, it was just a good way for people to get out of the house and, you know, feel like they're engaging in the arts and um, people, we invited people to come paint, draw. We had some people come and just do photographs. Some people would bring their journals and write. It's just open for anything. Like if interpretive you need to be dance. interpretive dance in the forest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they can paint you while you yeah. interpretive dance. <laughs> that's called modern dance, sir. Come on now. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of how we, we started um, um, picking the guild back up during the pandemic. Um, and then we got to a point where we've started feeling safe for having our monthly meetings again. So we meet every, the fourth Tuesday of every month in Stansbury Park and do some sort of a presentation or a demo. Sometimes we'll have a, a guest artist come in from Salt Lake or somewhere else in Utah and teach us something or do a demonstration. Sometimes it's something kind of crafty. So you meet out um, in the park even in a foot of snow? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So in the cold months, plain air is what we do in, in the warm months. And then in the cold months, we transition into doing figure drawing indoors. So if someone comes, maybe wear like a costume or something oh. cool and do uh, figure drawing indoors. So, so where do you meet? So we meet at the Coulter House Event Center in Stansbury Park. It's also known as Mill Pond Farm. So if you know where the grist mill is, which is where we had a guild fair, um, they, it's just, it's kind of right next door to that. So yeah, it's just a really nice event center. Uh, great it's like right off it. of the tracks. Yes. Right mm-hmm. off the tracks. Oh. So, so aside Drop from, off spot. aside from the like monthly things that you guys do or mm-hmm. weekly things that you guys are doing, what are, do you guys do other big events? Yes, we do. And, um, so during the pandemic, it was, we were just stuck inside, you know, we couldn't do anything and all we could do was plan for uh, hopefully better days <laughs> and kind of decide what do we want to do 
if and when we can start doing stuff again. Um, and I knew that I want, when I became a president, I knew that I wanted to start doing a larger yearly artistic event, like a festival or so, just something to invite the community and help promote the art of local artisans in Tula County, as well as in other parts of Utah. And so I got together with just some of my friends that were also in the guild and we were just, you know, talking like, you know, geez, like what would be really cool to do? And, we thought like, you know what? We should, we should do a Renaissance fair someday. And, um, cause we just always love the idea of Ren Ferris. And we thought, you know, it's, if we want to, I've always wanted to bring like a lot more culture, a lot more whimsy to Tooele County, uh, you know, soften it around the rough edges a little bit and, you know, bring a little more artistic flair to our uh, home. And so I thought, you know, maybe a Renaissance fair would be a good way to do that. Cause it draws out some really fun, interesting people. So we took that whole year, you know, starting in 2020 and, um, we were just planning. We're like, you know what? Let's start planning and see where it goes. And we were just coming up with these ideas that were really exciting. Like, you know, we're going to have, we would like to have like a art festival, Renaissance themed activities, performers, music, and we want to make it free to the public because you know the pandemic is hopefully going to wind down here soon this was 2020 when they were yeah planning. well this That's was getting the... closer to 2021 yeah. and you know we we were planning this not even knowing if it was going to happen because you know the world was on fire and so um Luckily, you know, we got to a point where we decided, you know, it's going to be safe if we can do this outdoors. We can, you know, put some rules in place to, you know, protect our patrons and, you know, have guidelines and things like that to help people feel safer. So we went ahead with the planning and um, we got a great venue, the Benson Gristmill. It's a historic site in Stansbury Park. They have amazing, just really old buildings. They have the original gristmill there with the water wheel, a lot of old uh, you know, pioneer houses and stuff like that kind of has just that old feel to it. And, um, we were able to reserve it there. The people who run the grist mill are really great and, you know, helped us out with a great deal to reserve that venue. And when we got that venue reserved, we were kind of like, Oh my gosh, like this can actually happen now. And we were really excited because we had to cram a whole ton of planning into a small amount of time because, uh, guild fair took place first weekend of October this year. And um, it was amazing. It was really cool. Those things sneak up on you, don't they? They really sneak You're up like, on you. Like we've been planning this for a year and a half, and it's tomorrow. Well, and well. the hard thing is, is it's it's you know during a pandemic, it's tough to get volunteers and stuff. Understandably, um, I like I owe a huge thank you to my my board on the Arts Guild, and I also have a board of awesome people for Guild Fair who helped plan this, and it only happened Is that the official name? Board of Awesome People? Board of Awesome People. Because <laughs> if it's not, yes. you need to change it. That's it. That's it. We're going to make stickers, <laughs> buttons. Um, but yeah, I just have awesome people, and the only reason we were able to do this whole fair during, you know, such a crazy time is because I had all these great people helping me and working like day and night offering their time for free and their talents and their skills. And the festival is great. It was a two day event, Renaissance themed. Um, you were there. Right. Yep, yeah. that, that's that's I how, just that's a picture how from we, it that's how we yes. ended up with you. And that's our, how this whole thing happened. Humble yes. Man. The King guy was a friend of 
King Henry, right? Was mm-hmm. a friend of yours. Who? Who was that? Yeah, was Jordan. Jordan Hinckley. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I met that guy once or something. So yeah, we had we had the House of Tudor. Jordan Hinckley's there. He's an amazing King Henry. Um, we had Anne Boleyn there. Uh, we had fire performers, musicians. We had a bagpiper. There was scavenger hunting. We the had harpist. the harpist. We had yeah, Aaron Bennett, I believe. She's an incredible harpist, dressed up like a fairy, and played out. And we just had people busking, musicians out there doing tricks and playing music and singing songs. And we had. Did you have roasted turkey legs? Okay, you know what? I looked and looked <laughs> and looked for turkey legs. I could not find a vendor to come with. There turkey was legs. like smoked brisket. There was smoked stuff. brisket. You, you got it's because those folks in Cedar City, they're like, we're not fucking having another Renaissance fair in the state. It's ours. I know, I know, I know. They're hard to bet, but we're we're looking into well, technically- more. There's a, a Shakespearean festival. Yeah, it's true. It's mm-hmm. a really good yeah. Shakespearean festival, too. But it, it also ended up timing right with their actual farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So one of those days, all the farmer's market vendors were there, too. So it was so like fresh a really produce big thing. for sale and all that oh, cool stuff, awesome. baked bread. But And we had, let's see, we had about 40 artisan vendors, which was really cool. And we... Um, we're able to, you know, get such unique vendors. Like one of the best compliments I think I got about the festival from a patron was like, wow, like I have never seen these type of artists and vendors at a market before. And that was great because I want, I, that's what I want to bring to Tooele County. Um, unique, handcrafted, um, things that we, and it, it, we tried to make it so that our vendor fees were reasonable. Because we they weren't too bad at all. Yeah, yeah. We if just if you joined the guild, it was super <laughs> discounted. Yes, if you joined the guild, it was very discounted. And because that's what we do, we promote the arts, and so we don't think you should have to pay an arm and leg to go sell your craft. Because the idea is to you know help these artisans make some money off of what they do, and to let people see them out in their artistic element out in the wild. In the wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was just really fun and it attracted a really good crowd. We got great um, news uh, coverage. Uh, Fox news interviewed us and we got in the paper and just, it was just really cool. And lots of people loved it. The week after the festival, you know, we're like, Oh, that was so successful and good, but we didn't expect the, um, amount of like feedback that we got we had our inboxes were just cram packed with people asking us if we're doing this again like are you doing it again you've got to do it again well, i was gonna ask you that right away are you <laughs> so guys doing it next october we are really excited and pleased to announce that we are confirmed officially for 2022 guild fair i'll probably be there at the benson gristmill yes please do okay. um it is scheduled for september 30th and october 1st a friday and a saturday Excellent. Yeah, at the Benson Gristmill again. So we're there are folks at the Benson Gristmill are excited to have us again. Phone right now. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, applications for that for vendor artisans and performers are expected to be out early spring is what we're shooting for because we want to get our vendor list. Just let me know. Yes, I'm going to send you a message and let you know um, because we are going to be taking even more vendors this time. We're going to cram pack it. Yeah. So if someone is mm-hmm. interested. Where do they go to find out the information? Yeah, so um, Guild Fair. So first of all, the Tooele County Arts Guild has its own website. It's TooeleArtsGuild.com. Lots of information on there. We also have a, a, a specific website just for Guild Fair for everything you need to know on the festival. And that is just GuildFair.com. And that's fair with an E. So G-U-I-L-D-F-A-I-R-E. The proper, the proper way. way. Yes, the old way. But so what about, what about Tooele County Arts mm-hmm. Guild? 
Have you gotten that site rustled away from whoever owns it and just has it parked? Yes, yes. So uh, go to Tooele Art. Have you gone to TooeleArtsGuild.com yet? I have. Okay. But, so when I was searching for you before, like TooeleCountyArtsGuild.org. Yes. So we, we've recently, we've recently done a new website. Excellent. So we were a .org. We're a .com now. Because that one's parked. You should just redirect it to your .com if that's your it's, site. Let me just say it's partially under construction <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. No, it is functional. You can go on there. You can get memberships. You can see all of our information. Cra- it was the craziest mm-hmm. thing because I just did a Google search and usually when something comes up like at the top of the list, which this was number two, actually the, the <laughs> Guild Fair was before it. Yes. Yes. Because we've put all of our energy into that this year, um, this past year, and we've been re, you know, rebranding, re-affixing our um, TC. Yeah, and the ORG well. site showed up, and I was like, mm-hmm. but it says it's parked by GoDaddy. It is, it is like, parked. Yeah, we're going like, to take oh, I wonder if they own this. <laughs> like, who had this that was able to pump up we its did. rating? It and was, then... uh, yeah, we, we switched, and um, we're still hammering out some details working on the SEO and everything So like it's that. com. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. We post all of our info there. Uh, that's a great way to stay on top of what we're up to. And what Guild Fair is doing. And yeah, we're just looking forward to the new year and really excited for another Guild Fair. And I uh, hope it's going to be even bigger and better this next year. So once they have their um, announcements and stuff for it, I'll put it on the new Utah's Instagram page for those who forget by that point. Yeah, please we'll, do. Well, if, you'll, if you send us a note too, we'll mention sure, it on there. Definitely. For yeah. For sure. We'll keep you updated. So you've been in Utah your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, have you left the state before or have you just always <laughs> yes, been here? I've left the state. <laughs> Some people haven't. Some <laughs> no, people yes. haven't. Yes. No, I do. I love to venture outside of Utah. Uh, so what is the uh, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you found about Utah in your life here? Oh, goodness. Let's see here. Probably um, the in Stansbury particularly, the community of people, kind of how they've gotten together to to get some stuff done. Um, and as like, you know, as an artist and I'm always looking for, you know, where's the artistic part of, you know, my community? Like where, where am I going to fit in? What, where am I going to find my joy here in Tooele County? And I really found it in the community of people that kind of run the arts out there. I was going to, I was going to ask you too, actually, how do you feel? Cause so Utah has been growing. Uh, Salt Lake County has been just exploding. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's, that that has created, in particular in Stansbury, Stansbury is a, a key place where uh, a lot of the people in Salt Lake have now moved out there. It's true. In it's the last like 10 years, especially in the last couple of years. Like, how is that as someone who's lived in Tooele uh, County and, and in particular Stansbury for so long? How is that? growth been experienced by you guys so when i moved out there it was all dirt and fields yeah, and was fields of wheat and and it was beautiful and i loved it and you know when it started being like highly developed it kind of bothered me at first i i fell in love with the nothingness and the horses and the cows and the wildlife and everything and that's a big part of Tooele culture is you know we have these greenlands with these wildlife um lands and um it's also you know, it's uh, Tula County is the home of the Goshoots and everything. So there's all this history that's just on about the land and the mountains and the beauty. So it kind of it, it irritated me when there was a lot of development. But I kind of, you know, as I've I've thought about it a lot, it's kind of inevitable. Progression happens whether we like it or not. But it, there's been a lot of great things that have have come with it. Our guild has grown. We've been able to do so much more. We have all this new, you know, space, and we are 
you know, really excited with the amount of people we have in the county now because we're, uh, my dream is to really help Tooele Main Street, which is a historic place, mm-hmm. to kind of bring it back to life again um, and make it more of an art scene. So we recently just finished three murals at the Chamber of Commerce, the Arts Guild, um, and a lot of volunteers helped to do that. And now there's just this whole team in Tooele that is going to start working towards mural progression in the community. So yeah, like my dream of making it, you know, you walk down Main Street and everywhere you look, there's something painted on a wall. There's, there's a hope of that in sight right now. So, and that probably wouldn't have happened without, you know, the progression of people coming in, new people coming in, new things being built and, you know, our community growing. So there's a lot of great things that come with the growth as well. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to join the guild or they want you to teach a a class for Mm -hmm. them or get to a class that you teaching yeah so the um, arts guild you can like I said you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram we're on Twilla Arts Guild and you can hop on our website twillaartsguild.com you can sign up to be a member right on the website um, we also encourage people like oh maybe they're on the fence a little bit about joining they don't really know what the experience is like we always invite people to come to our monthly meetings it's not just members invited to that we have a lot of um, events that we do that we invite the whole community to whether they're members or not what what about if people want art classes from you so art classes from from me Mm -hmm. so they can go to uh, me and my husband have our own website it's blackrabbitstudios.net and we also have our online shop there where we sell our art prints, bookmarks, stickers, original artwork, canvas prints, all that stuff. And we'll be getting our class posted on there as well so people can sign up to come to the studio and take classes right on our website. And they can take classes from you even if they don't live in Tula County. Right? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So we have people come from all over sometimes. It's really, it's fun. It's really fun for people to come out and see our studio and everything. And we just, it's a big part of our life, so... We love sharing it with people. We're fans of Thule. It's a good good area. Yeah, there. yeah. And it's got great people there. So it's just, and yeah, there's just good stuff happening. And and like with, with Guild Fair, like I said, that was one of the things that really helped our guild grow so much. And yeah, it was really fun. And we're so glad that we had some of you there. And we're really excited to see you next year. Well, thank so, you yeah. so much for joining Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our guest, uh, Katrina Flores from the Tooele County Arts Guild. It was a fun time talking with her. Um, yeah, I didn't know there was so much going on out in Tooele about that stuff. It was interesting to learn how much they've grown and kind of some of the interesting things they're doing, especially since they're basically as far away as downtown Salt Lake from where we are. I mean, it's a little further, but no, much. Salt Lake's further. Is it really? It feels like it's a longer drive to Tooele. That's because all you got to look at is like you're driving through nothing. You, you get to see the Kennecott Power Plant and then the Saltaire Salt Palace. No, I don't even take Not Saltaire. Salt Palace. I, uh, yeah, Saltaire. I don't even go through Saltaire because you because can, of where we are. If you if you bypass the turnoff to Saltaire, it takes you right to I eighty. Oh, and it's like two miles, and then there's the Tooele exit. So gotcha. It's really close to here, and yeah. especially with Bacchus Highway, you can actually just, if you just go west to Bacchus, that takes you all the way out to 201 and like I know. 80th west. You, you cleaned up and we went to Hawaii like two Jeremy days later. says you. He's pointing at I'm Julia. Sorry. You cleaned up from the fair and like it was two days later we went to Hawaii, so... Yeah, so it was yeah. definitely it was close like, enough that she could come home and clean up and then have two days... It was like dump all my stuff to, in mom and dad's garage and then go to Hawaii kind so. of thing. 
but it looked it looked fun. The pictures you took. Oh, no, it was you a get, lot of fun. We got Maya to go. You made you made a decent amount of money, didn't you? At that one. Uh, the first day was a little rough, but I think it's just the day of the week was and it the a, timing. Was it a Thursday or was it, it was like a Friday? Friday I, don't, I, don't I don't remember. It was like a well, Friday, was but during first, work hours. But it was the Saturday first time. we did really well. Like it was the yeah. first time that they'd ever held the event. So but yeah, the other day did really well. I should feed you guys every podcast night. You actually have been really talkative all night tonight. It's great. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we're all excited because the holidays are coming. And, snacks. Um, I had to take some Excedrin when I went to work today because the fluorescent lights give me a headache every time. So I'm hopped up on caffeine. And I took a nap before I came here. There you go. We just need you guys to do this. What things. is this snacks. thing you call nap? <laughs> have you seen Joe versus the Volcano? Do you remember yeah. that old movie in the beginning where he's sitting in his cubicle and the, uh, the fluorescent lights are like zzz. And like everything is, that's what I picture you at work, like in Joe versus the volcano sitting in the sweatshop. So when I was in the office, I actually had all the fluorescent lights above me turned off. I didn't use them. I just used the glow of surrounding fluorescent lights to light my, my way. So uh, I sat in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, please share everything. <laughs> so I gotta, just gonna try and wrap this thing up as you guys go. That was not a smooth wrap up though. No. As, as per your new tape, as per your new nameplate, Chris. Oh I'm yeah, totally trying to keep the fucking train wreck on, on podcast train wreck director. It's been, uh, this has been a long one. Um, but hopefully it was enjoyable. I, I think we all had fun. I think fun. we had fun. Yeah. Um, a little un, uncapped tonight. So, um, yeah, if you if you would share the episodes, that's what helps us the most um, with all your friends and family. Uh, you know, if you got a whole bunch of family that you've been seeing their posts about, you know, anti-vax and um, you know they're like super pro-Trump, uh, and they're re- you're just like fuck. Why do I have? I know they're my family, so I can't unfriend them on Facebook and not have to hear you can about it. At just Christmas. hide them. You can unfollow no, them. No, and you don't see their posts. No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you got to keep being their friend, and you share our episode. Be like, you really love listening to this. So you basically are fighting fire with with you know slightly limper Luke, fire with lukewarm with water water yeah i don't know Ew. um but just share it what there's nothing wrong why did you say it's just the lukewarm face that she water. made about it <laughs> uh, i was kind of thinking about old hot dog water for some reason <laughs> wow <laughs> all right the new utah podcast old hot dog water We're like old hot dog water <laughs> that's what you chose to compare it's kind of salty and dirty it's just what i was picturing when i <laughs> You won't like it, but your dog will drink it. It's like a dirty martini, (laughs) but no one likes that. (laughs) That's our new slogan. That's our slogan for 2022. The new Utah podcast, like old hot dog water. I'm gonna make, like, I'll like make co- you a shrink eating this. Can we, can we say it like Costco hot dog water? Because it's probably <laughs> similar, I would assume. I think they boil theirs. Anyway, that's going to do it for the night. I uh, hope you guys have a, a really good holiday. You can follow us on all the social medias at the New Utah Podcast or at TNU Podcast. Sorry. TheNewUtah.com is our website. I think I'll change the tagline on the website to be um, hot dog water. <laughs> Hotdogwater.com. You should buy that uh, domain and then have it move us over. Hold on, hold on. Hot dog water. Water.com. I'm checking to see if this shit's available. And then we can have people, we can redirect it to our podcast. Oh, motherfucker. It's available. Hotdogwater.com. It is not available anymore. (laughs) Because before anyone. Why am I in here? Why? 
Uh, I gotta go to my account. <laughs> He's reserving hot dog water. You can now water. find us at hotdogwater.com. Uh, yeah, if you, new podcasts too hard to remember. If you will just go to hotdogwater.com. <laughs> if .newutah.com is on business too cards. difficult to find, please uh, visit hotdogwater.com. Hot that is definitely the show title. <laughs> um, hold on. Before I say it, I gotta see how much it is because I don't want to pay a lot for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want like five cents, bro. Hot dog water. Yeah, no. no one wants hot. It should be a dollar ninety nine. Oh, motherfucker! It's a premium domain. Of course. It is. <laughs> what about hotdogwater.net? It is fucking twenty twenty one. If no one's bought hotdogwater.com <laughs> by now, how the fuck is it premium? Yeah, how much is it? <laughs> $2,500. I'm not paying Oh, that. my gosh. No, no do don't not, go to hot dog. Do not go to hot dog. Can we do dot .org? I could do dot .us and dot .info. Dot .info. Oh, let's, see if, let's see if dot .org is, is hot available. Hot dog water .org. <laughs> oh, not ORH, stupid-ass keyboard that I typed on. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Hot dog water .org. Is that our new thing? So what we could do dot .biz, dot .info, um... Hotdog-water.com I can get for a penny. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hotdog-water. <laughs> it was our penny site. I'm doing it. Hotdog-water.com. <laughs> we oh, have to start adding that to the end of everyone. You can find us at TNU Podcast or hotdog-water.com. Hotdog-water.com. <laughs> I got to write it down because it is 100. I'm like... I can't post this show until I have it purchased and redirected. <laughs> you gotta link it in the description. Wait, why? I don't want to pay for fucking five years. This is a joke, you piece of shit. <laughs> Got a penny a year, though? I'm not protecting it Dude, either. Dude, it's five cents. No, no, no. That's the introductory rate. The, like, you have to buy it for five years to get that. So it's just normal price right now. <laughs> Which is a ninety-nine or something, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, I'm buying Dude, this. You're fine. No, <laughs> Just do it. I, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not protecting that domain. <laughs> they could do it. Go fund me. They can see. They to raise can see, two dollars. They can see who fucking owns it. I, I'm not. To doing raise that. two dollars. <laughs> I we need two dollars to buy this. Stuff. Two dollars. I want, I want my two dollars. <laughs>